Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Still entering data into QuickBooks Online manually? Stop wasting time on non-revenue generating activity. Gazinta Mobius is the leading sync tool between ConnectWise Manage and QuickBooks Online, trusted by over a thousand MSPs. Not just invoices and payments, our newly revised expense report sync gives you complete traceability of charges to company credit cards and makes employee reimbursements easy. Visit gazinta.com slash Mobius for demos and pricing. This is Carl Polichuk. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Eric Anthony, who is the Director of Community and Enablement at Ignite, as well as uh, being a former MSP, former uh, uh, lackey at several vendors, and um, is also a great community builder. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Carl. It's it's great to be here. This, uh, like I kind of said in our emails going back and forth, this is almost a bucket list item for me. Um, <laughs> with uh, so much of, of building my own break, fix, and MSP companies uh, coming from the emails that I got from you on a regular basis as part of your newsletter. So this is this is great to be here. Well, if this is on your bucket list, I'm assuming like dropping a hammer on your toe is also on the same list. So <laughs> it's on a different list. So for folks who don't know you, uh, let me just say, Eric is one of the handful of people that I can say I've shared a meal and a beer with on multiple continents at more events than I can count. So (laughs) I think the last time I saw you was at CompTIA like in 2019. I could be very wrong about that. (laughs) That sounds correct. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I still owe you a beer for a cab ride. Well, uh, I always am willing to say that somebody owes me a beer. So that's that's easy. I'm actually trying to think about how I would structure an app to keep track of how many beers people owe me. So there could be some money in that. <laughs> so you did a stint and, you know, since you said you didn't care about titles, that's why I threw in Lackey as a title. But you did a stint with Solar Winds and... Um, and now you are, um, you, you've built in the last couple of years, several community focused sites. So first of all, let's talk about what those are, like the, what you're doing. Um, and, and then I want to talk a bit about why you're doing it. But let's first start with what they are. So the two main ones really are the Facebook group, which is called All Things MSP. So if you just go over to facebook.com and, and search for All Things MSP, you'll find that there. Um, and then the other is my YouTube channel. Uh, and really the Facebook group is, is what I did first. And that's the one where I originally just, I started it because there were so many people who had questions about the non-technical sides uh, of running an IT services business. And from my own experience and from the experience of helping other MSPs through my various vendor engagements, that's where I was, I really wanted to have an outlet for that. And I wanted it to be something that was independent, something that obviously wasn't driven by where I worked at the time and so that I could carry it with me wherever I went. And so the, the Facebook group really seemed to be the outlet. It, it, I kind of did it when that, 
switch away from LinkedIn groups started to happen. I think we've all kind of seen that. And so Facebook seemed to be where most small business owners were kind of starting to congregate. And so that's why I chose it. And I think that's a makes it a good idea for small businesses today, by the way, to choose Facebook groups as a, a good way to reach out to their customers because it's it's where people hang out. Right. But my intention, like I said, for doing it was just to have that alternate place. There are a lot of great technical uh, forums for MSPs to hang out in. And I wanted this to be something a little bit different, something that I could contribute to. And that was really the background of it. And over the past two years, I think we're, we're closing in on 2,400, 2,500 uh, members now. And so I'm just amazed at the uptake of the community, uh, the people in the community. I, I seem to have, uh, I think, a very small amount of drama, which I think people appreciate in yeah. my group. Uh, I don't know if that just is part of my personality coming off there. Uh, I tend to be kind of one of those laid back Kind of people. So well, it, it's interesting. So I, I, first of all, let me just as a side note, agree with you completely. LinkedIn groups just never really took off the way, you know, I guess I, I thought they would, or that there was some, uh, some sense of promise <laughs> that that was a place where businesses would talk to businesses since LinkedIn is more business oriented than Facebook. Um, but uh, on Facebook, what I've noticed is that there's some people who start groups and they have a really tight hold on the reins. Like nobody who competes with me, nobody who disagrees with me can speak. And so people are asked to leave or take their comments down or the comments are taken down without them even knowing about it. Uh, your group is not like that. Um, so how, how have you whatever controlled it or, or built the culture there so that people are actually treating each other with respect, staying on topic and you know, all the challenges that we've had since uh, news groups back, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and both of us remember those because we were there. Um, I would love to say that I had a specific strategy that, that I used. Um, I've got a very simple set of rules. Um, just be polite, you know, no cursing. Um, you know, for vendors, don't just come out and advertise your products. Feel free to contribute in the conversations. And if you have like a webinar or something that's beneficial to everybody, uh, feel free to go ahead and post that kind of stuff. But I've really just kind of, I think it's the looser grip on the reins to put it in the terms that uh, you referred to. Uh, it's, it's that looser grip that I think has allowed a little bit more of a casual conversation. And then one of the things that I notice we don't get into as much in that group is the this solution is better than that solution, whether it be a way to do something technically or a certain solution from a vendor, we don't really get into all of that. And then, of course, because I'm not sponsored by anybody, I don't, I'm not beholden to any vendors right. in terms of, you know, protecting them or making sure that they look better than somebody else. I don't have to worry about that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think, Anywhere two MSPs get together, there will eventually be a discussion about which PSA you're using and which RMM you're using and how do you connect this and that and make information flow. Um, so that's a natural thing. Um, but I, I do think that there are places where people go 
I don't know, I don't want to say they're looking for a fight, but <laughs> they know if they go in there and jump in that uh, they're, they're going to be in the fray. And there's other places where people just know they will be treated with respect and, and the focus is on information. So thank you and I, I applaud you for creating a community focus group. Uh, <laughs> so, you. and then, so tell us a bit about the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel was really born out of um, first the Facebook group and, and that taking off a little bit. And then my interest in photography and videography. Uh, my wife has been a photographer for you know, probably, probably 20 years at this point. Um, and it's something that we get to do together because we, we like to, you know, travel a little bit and get around and do, you know, photography. And she's more the photographer. I'm more the videographer. That's just, you know, kind of the way uh, our interests lie. But I wanted to be able to apply that hobby to providing some additional information to uh, the community. And so that's really where the YouTube channel came out of. And it's really just a bunch of random tips, you know, my thoughts, nothing too much in depth. I have a couple of ideas for some more in-depth topics that I want to cover. Uh, I just haven't, you know, in recent months had time, uh, especially with the transition from solar winds to, to ignite. So, uh, you know, a lot of new stuff that I've got planned for that. I just haven't quite had the time as soon as things kind of calm down a little bit and I get my hands around the new, uh, ignite stuff. Cause there's a lot of cool stuff coming there that I'm working on. So that's kind of keeping me busy for right now and engaged. Uh, so cause the YouTube channel and the Facebook group, uh, both and my can just my interest in the community came out of a a need for an outlet to to share because you know carl just like yourself you know a lot of our knowledge comes from stuff that we did ourselves running our own msps doing that kind of stuff but even more of it came from the conversations that we've had with other msps other it service providers all of the different ideas that we've been privileged to hear and then be able to condense those ideas down into some more concise thoughts and some theories as to how things work based on the examples that we've seen, not just ourselves, but the other people in the community that we've been able to talk to. So um, when people engage on the Facebook group, do you get a lot of personal messages from people who you know, want to dig in deeper or do they just put it on the, the group itself? Most of it pretty much stays in the group. Um, I do get some personal messages from time to time. Um, and I do, you know, I'm not charging for consulting. So I don't have a lot of time to do that type of work. And there's plenty of guys out there who do a great job at that. Uh, but I do from time to time when I see somebody has a specific need that I think I can address, uh, I will have, you know, and they reach out to me, I'll have a conversation with them on that. I just had a a guy contacted me the other day, and this is really not about being an MSP, but he wants to kind of further his career in this industry. And he wanted to know what my thoughts were based on his position now, you know, where I thought some opportunities might be for him, whether it's, you know, moving to another MSP, trying to bring more value to the MSP that he's working at right now, or possibly make that leap like some of us have done into the vendor side of the channel. So it's so interesting to me that 
you know, there are a handful of people, and, and I would say it's the vast minority of people in our industry who fear sharing their knowledge, right? I, I, don't, want, I don't want you to see my secret sauce, right? And I always remind people that secret sauce ships in a clear jar with the in, ingredients on the back, right? I mean, they, yep. we all know what it takes to be successful. Uh, we just don't necessarily do what we know we should do. Um, but, but on the other end of the spectrum are people who just meet somebody online and think, I wonder if this person can help me in my current situation. And I get the same thing as you. I get people who email me and, you know, they, oh, I, here's what happened before. And then I did this and now I'm doing that. And this, you know, I learned these lessons as an employee, but now I'm thinking about going on my own. And I just think it's interesting that you've become one of the people that people reach out to and say, can you help me knowing that you're not going to say no, you know, give me a thousand dollars or go away. <laughs> right. Right. And that's kind of, you know, I've received so much from this community because I've, I've been, you know, I started my break fix company in what, 1992. That sounds right. 92 or 93. Doesn't matter. One of those years. And, uh, you know, so I've been in this for quite a while and I've gotten help from a lot of people, even if at the time, like you, you didn't know it. Um, but I was taking a lot from Carl's newsletters to, uh, you know, improve my business. So I've always seen this community is very open. I, I mean, I agree. There's those closed off people who try and hold on to the secret sauce, but, um, there's so much opportunity out there for anybody in this industry right now that there's no there's no real need to hold on to that secret sauce because there's plenty of customers out there well it's also nice to be uh, in an environment where you can say what are you guys finding about this whether it's a ransomware or a challenge of finding uh, cameras during covid or yeah. you know what, whatever it might be uh, it's just nice that there are places where people can go and I guess I'd call them safe spaces, right? Where yep. uh, I can ask a question about my business and I don't know about you, I belong to two different masterminds just because I need to be able to go to people and say, I have this challenge, what do you think? And you know, one of my masterminds, the people are not in my business. Like, none of them do what I do, but they all run businesses. And so they have a certain level of knowledge and you know obviously i trust them so uh it's good to find communities and so you know that's that's yep. something again i appreciate you doing that let me ask about what you've seen in the last year because we're like i don't know about you i'm almost exactly a year uh trapped in my house <laughs> so what have you seen in your online community uh are there a lot of new people coming into the business uh, a lot of people maybe laid off or deciding to, to jump into this uh, for the first time? So that was something that was surprising to me. And I didn't notice it until we were about maybe six months in to this thing uh, of being at home. And, and by the way, segue, um, I just got a notification in my Facebook feed, I think two or three days ago, where I posted the last time I traveled. Uh, so the last time I traveled was just, you know, was in the last week or so a year ago. 
Um, and it was the time, I think you even commented on it maybe when I originally posted, it was the time when I posted the uh, using the European or the UK travel adapter in the airplane seats because right. it because it doesn't fall out of the plugs. Um, you know, I really hope we get to be able to start using those uh, exactly. sometime soon. <laughs> but in terms of people, you know, new people, I've seen, we've seen probably more people join the Facebook group in the last year um, than the 12 months before that. And, and I really attribute it to more people because it seems like people who have basic startup questions, right? And I actually, when you uh, join my group, when you ask for uh, admittance to the group, one of the questions I ask you is if you're an MSP, and so many of them right now are saying, um, not yet, but I'm working on it or, or working towards it. That's interesting. Yeah. So I do have some, some data kind of to support that. Uh, it's funny. I have always, you know, I think about the last recession, you know, was a major event in my business and my life. But uh, this recession has been a little more mild, you know, by a long stretch. In fact, I just heard something on the radio on Bloomberg the other day that uh, they some people are saying that the this recession we started to to see the end of it in June of last year, which makes it like a one quarter recession. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I buy all that, but uh, anyway, I, I, last time and this time I've been impressed with how many people start businesses. I, it just seems to me there's a certain element of bravery in starting a business in the middle of a recession. And I know some people are doing it out of necessity, but I don't think that's what's happening in our industry. I don't think people are doing it because they have to. No, I think they're doing it because there's opportunity, right? And, and it goes back to that opportunity statement that I made before in the fact that there's just a lot of opportunity out there for IT services for the small to medium-sized business. There just is. Uh, for the same thing, so I started my MSP in late 2007. And so they're probably, you know, middle of a recession there, there was, you know, that was not a great time to start a business either. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's a situation where the opportunity came to me. I literally had former customers reaching out to me because they couldn't get good tech support. And I had transitioned into a, into a chief operating officer role at that point. And they just made it too attractive. Uh, one of my larger uh, clients, formerly when, when I had my break fix company, uh, they had split. So it was an engineering, engineering firm, they had split. And the guys who split off that I actually went to uh, grade school with one of them, uh, he called me up and said, hey, we're doing this and we'd really like you to do our IT. If you come back, we'll pay you a salary give you health insurance. And we have this office next door where you can start another business. <laughs> and I was like, how do you pass that up? Right, exactly. Right, and You just don't. Um, so, and that's kind of how my MSP got started. Nice. So, um, and from there you went to SolarWinds? From there, well, GFI Max. Oh, right, right. <laughs> back in the day. Um, yeah, Chip Beeler lured me away. Um, from my own business. Actually, the, the kind of the backstory there is the kids were getting to an age where, you know, I wanted to spend more time with them because they were, they were getting older. And if I, you know, I didn't want to miss out on, on that, those ages, but also 
North Carolina, we'd always wanted to move to North Carolina. Uh, we lived in Florida at the time and we wanted to move to North Carolina and, and they just made it a no brainer. You know, the money was there. I already had somebody who had been interested in buying my MSP. So that was easy. It just, it was all too easy. And uh, I'm so glad that I did love the vendor side of things. Uh, but to finish, you know, kind of that progression, GFI Max then got brand rebranded as Logic Now, and then that uh, SolarWinds purchased. Um, wow, it's been almost, has it been five years ago now? It's been a while. Something like that. So I, I don't even remember what year we were in Manchester. It was a big, and I think that was a Logic Now era. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Logic Now. That probably would have been one of Dave's shows. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, same, same time range. Very cool. And, and so what are you up to now at Ignite? Just, you know, give us the, the 30,000 30, foot overview there. Sure. So um, technically my title is Director of uh, Channel Community and Enablement. Basically, in a nutshell, what that means is my primary goal is helping MSPs get up to speed using Ignite to solve problems for their clients. Um, if, if everybody doesn't know, Ignite is a cloud file sharing solution uh, that in addition to that, we've got a lot of data governance pieces that fit on that. So not only can you easily share files um, in the cloud with it, but you can also govern the data and you know meet those compliance needs that you might have, which we all know are just gonna come up more and more. The thing that attracted me to Ignite in terms of a, a file sharing solution is instead of being user-centric like OneDrive or Dropbox, things like that, it really tries to maintain the file structure and the, the workflow of the organization or the business. So an example of that would be the desktop app. So whether you're on a Mac or a PC, uh, you can map a drive letter to the Ignite file share, uh, making it work just like as if they were in the office, uh, but obviously faster than you know most VPNs, especially since a lot of their internet connections for small and medium-sized businesses, especially, were not designed to handle the traffic of everybody working away from the office at the right. same time. Very cool. So, um, and then they don't mind that you've built this whole community and have this, this, this side, uh, you know, life over over on the side there no in fact i think that was one of the reasons they were uh you know attracted to me reached out to me uh because they're asking me to do kind of the same thing at ignite uh in addition to the enablement piece is the community piece so uh we're launching our internal community software uh just for partners here in the next uh, month or so and then we will it's we've actually just released it to some beta partners and from there, we'll be doing more out in the community, you know, proper. Right. So this is not uh, an Ignite commercial, but as long as you're here, uh, you have an event coming up. Do you want to give us a quick overview of that? So we do have our MSP Summit coming up May 11th. So that's going to be, it's kind of going to be our customer event for the year, or our partner event for the year. And we're going to talk about, you know, the basis, the base, basics of Ignite. Uh, the file sharing piece, the governance piece, but also we're going to talk about some of the specific verticals that we work in. We do a lot with life sciences because there's a lot of governance 
that has to kind of go over with all the regulation and compliance in uh, the life sciences field. So we actually have internal experts uh, that will even help co-sell with our partners uh, to get them into those verticals. Another vertical that we're focusing on is construction because one of the unique things that we have is we have this storage sink that allows you to have not just the cloud copy of your software, but also a, a local copy of the software on a virtual machine. And if you have like a job site trailer in you know, the instance of a, a construction company, uh, job site trailers are notorious for having bad internet. So it kind of helps, especially when you have large engineering files for those construction projects. It's interesting because nowadays when you talk about uh, construction sites or uh, anything that's remote out in the woods and, and reclamation and so forth, they're dealing with a lot of drone data and that's got to be downloaded and then you got to sync it to the cloud at some point, but you don't have to sync to the cloud uh, between it, it, during business hours between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. <laughs> yep. So, um, so talk, talk a bit about the compliance piece and, you know, when you and I were running managed service businesses, ransomware was not nearly what it is today. And I mean, you know, fines were a hundred dollars, not, not, not a million dollars in ransom. Uh, and we didn't have lawyers involved in the mm -hmm. discussion of our business and we didn't have state legislators and we didn't have insurance companies, you know, hounding us day and night and wanting to double their rates and so forth. I, it seems like it would be very depressing to contemplate getting into this business today. So um, how do you see people discussing that in your forum? So obviously, you know, ransomware is actually probably not a small part of why I got out of my MSP. It was one of those things where, it, you know, it was just starting to ramp up. You know, we're talking about uh, 2013, you know, when that stuff started to really go around. Now, every customer that we ever got hit, we had backup. So we were able to restore uh, without an issue. So that wasn't a problem. But, you know, in the forums, they're really talking about, because ransomware, the technical side of it, you know, is kind of, you know, everybody's used to it now. They know what to do, what they should be doing. Right. Not all of them are doing it. But yeah, the compliance part of it and the fact that insurance companies are, like you said, doubling their rates, those are frequent topics. Uh, and I'm trying to keep those conversations going because there is a lot that's going to happen. And I don't think it's in the next 10 years. I think it's in the next five years where we're really going to see this thing ramp up. Uh, I equated it. I forget whether it was in a blog post or something else that I did recently, where I said that I think that data governance and compliance is kind of today where backup was about 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was kind of a nice to have and, and not everybody was doing it. Five years ago, it became something that everybody needed because ransomware was just raging across you know, the environments. And so I think that the same thing is gonna start happening because of the compliance. And I think it's going to be driven by, like you said, the legislatures and the law and, and the market when it comes to like insurance companies requiring these things. I think it's going to ramp up much faster maybe than, than backup did. So I think it's just going to be one of those things that everybody has to have, or it's going to cost them more money, or they're going to be kept found negligent in some way or the other. Right. 
Well, you know, when I see these stories about ransomware, all I can think of is how is it possible you did not have a BDR? You didn't even have a backup, right? I mean, yep. even like you said, even a just a, a brain dead backup <laughs> that takes three days to get you back in business still gets you back in business. And, you know, to, to not have any of that in 2021, just it boggles my brain. So, um, all right. Well, so folks can get a hold of you at All Things MSP on Facebook. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and give us your LinkedIn just for fun. So LinkedIn, just look for me. It's ES Anthony. So LinkedIn.com forward slash whatever the... Uh, I think it's in. Yeah. And forward slash <laughs> ES Anthony. Uh, or just at ES Anthony, I think we'll do it as well. Um, or pretty much on any social media, you can find me uh, just by searching Eric Anthony MSP, you know, pretty much easy to find me there. Um, LinkedIn in terms of like direct message is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Very good. Well, I encourage people to join your community. You will see me there from time to time. And uh, it's been great talking to you, great catching up and with luck. We will see you again soon. Looking forward to it. And thanks for checking off that bucket list item for me. <laughs> now you need to go find a hammer to drop on your toe. There you go. Thank you, sir. This has been yet another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, Please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.